Rethinking Obesity. That's the title of this month's five-part series where I'm covering everything from defining obesity as a medical condition to conversations with your family doctor to effective treatment. If you or a loved one is living with overweight or obesity, this would be a great series to share. Together, we can change the narrative around obesity and lift the shame and stigma. Because obesity isn't a character flaw. It isn't a lifestyle choice. Obesity is a medical condition. Now, let's get into it. Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back, friends. This is the second of my five-part series called Rethinking Obesity. Last week, we talked about the definition of obesity, how it is chronic, progressive, and relapsing. We talked about how it's classified in severity according to either BMI or EOSS. We talked about how it's a risk factor for many other health conditions, and we talked about how it's caused by a lot more than just poor diet and lack of exercise. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that one. This week, I want to help you open up a conversation about your weight with your doctor. And for the physicians listening, I'm also going to share some tips with you. I know I have a lot of physicians who listen to my podcast, and one of the challenges with obesity treatment is even knowing how to broach the conversation with your patients. So we'll cover that too. Now, did you know that it takes over a decade, 11 years to be specific, for someone who has obesity to actually have the conversation about their weight with their healthcare provider, 11 years. Now this data is from a Canadian study. It was called the Action Study. It was published in 2018. And in the study, participants reported a median age of about 28 when they started struggling with excess weight, but they didn't talk to their healthcare provider about their weight until age 39. Now, why is that important? Well, if you remember last week's episode, I talked about how obesity is chronic and progressive. That means the earlier that we intervene, the more successful the outcomes. We know that we don't get to manipulate body weight, but the earlier that we can intervene on excess adiposity, the lower that we can stabilize someone's weight. And so when we have delays in diagnosis and in treatment, it means poorer outcomes for individuals. That begs the question, why is there this long delay between someone starting to struggle on their own and then actually talking to their doctor about it? Well, from the action trial, 74% of people with obesity reported that they believe that obesity management is completely the individual's responsibility. What does that translate into? It translates into the mindset, I did this to myself, this is my fault, I just need to have more willpower, I need to diet harder, I just need to work out more, this is on me right? Only 21% of people with obesity thought that their healthcare providers had a responsibility to support them. And how did they think that they were going to manage their obesity on their own? Well, 38% thought that improving their diet was going to be the solution. And another 37% thought that exercise was an effective obesity treatment. 
And shockingly, not shockingly, (laughs) a majority of healthcare providers believed the same. So we have people living with obesity who think that it's their fault and that they should manage it and that the management is diet and exercise. And then we have a majority of healthcare providers, doctors, nurse practitioners who think the same thing. Add to that less than 30% of people with obesity and less than 30% of healthcare providers felt that having a conversation about weight was helpful. So what is happening here? People don't talk about it. Patients don't believe their doctor can help them with it. Patients believe it's their own doing and their own responsibility. Doctors think that diet and exercise is the answer. And then many doctors don't know what they can offer and don't find talking about it very effective. So are you beginning to see some of the challenges that we have here? All right, let me start by addressing you. If you're someone who's living with overweight or obesity, let's talk about how you can advocate for yourself and avoid that 11-year delay and actually create an effective conversation with your doctor. So I'm going to give you some of my advice, and hopefully this is helpful. And this is one where if you have found some strategies really helpful, like you're someone who has advocated for yourself I'd love to have a dialogue about this. I'd love for you to email me, sasha at sashahighmd.com. I love hearing from you. Let me know what's worked for you. So here's my advice. Number one, I would suggest that you book a separate medical appointment to talk about obesity. Now, our family doctors are amazing. They carry so much. They are so undervalued within our healthcare system. And as a result of being undervalued, they are very busy. So they do not have time to address five different concerns in your medical appointment. And that is not to knock on them. They are working really hard. So I just suggest that in order to have a proper discussion that takes longer than 30 seconds, book a visit where your primary concern is to discuss obesity. So that way you're just giving the conversation the time and attention it deserves so that you can work together with your healthcare provider to come up with a treatment plan. And then once you have booked that appointment and you get in to see your healthcare provider, this is what the conversation could sound like. So just some of my suggestions, but I'd love to hear from you as well. You could say, I've been learning a lot more about obesity as a chronic medical disease, and I believe I have it. And I've been struggling with my weight, and I'd really like your support in treating obesity effectively. Now, when you say something like this, you're going to have a number of responses, but you're probably going to have a doctor or healthcare provider that falls into one of two camps. On the one side, you may experience florid weight bias, and this will become apparent very quickly. If your doctor says anything like, you just need to try harder, you just need to stop eating the donuts, you just need to exercise more and work uh, and eat less, you know where they stand. You know that they just haven't learned yet, and they are just struggling with some weight bias and stigma. And so your response could be, could you refer me to an obesity specialist? So if your doctor is not the person to help you, that's okay. They may be very good at a lot of other things. They just have some bias still. And if you're proactive, maybe you've already looked up an obesity specialist in your area and you have a suggestion for someone that they could refer you to. And this, the reason I bring this up is because there are not that many obesity specialists and your family doctor may not be familiar with an obesity specialist in their area, especially if they do have that weight bias that we just talked about. So you can always look it up yourself. Obesity Canada on their website has a great clinic locator. So go check it out. All right. Now, hopefully when you share your concerns about obesity, the response is not the first one. The response may be more supportive. And I think that there are so many more physicians who've taken an interest in understanding obesity and how we can help our patients now. So hopefully you're going to be in the second camp. 
And your family doctor may well be very familiar with obesity, is comfortable treating it, and that would be awesome. You're good to go. They may not be super familiar with anti-obesity medications. They may not have that comfort level yet, but hopefully they're willing to work with you to figure out what your options are. And so then you could say, can we talk about what treatments are available? What support is available to me? And you can open up that conversation. So that would be how I would say you could start the conversation around your weight. You may need to express that you have tried diet and exercise. You have tried doing the commercial weight loss strategies, and this is not for lack of trying. You shouldn't have to say that, but you may still, but really don't give up on the first try. I want to encourage you to advocate for yourself. And the more we have patients advocating, the more we are going to kind of move the healthcare system towards effective treatment. Now, I will say this is actually why my program is a self-referral program, because we found that sometimes speaking to the doctor was a barrier to getting care. And so we've kind of made it so that you can actually bypass speaking to your doctor. You can actually speak with us first. You can book a call and actually just talk to me. I will talk to you. That's how I have made myself available to you. And then if we do need a medical referral from your doctor to access one of our specialists, because all of our doctors are obesity specialists, We will supply you with a letter. We will supply you with the referral form so that you can, you have the words and the language to use and your doctor can understand that, hey, you haven't just joined another commercial weight loss program. This is not some diet that you join. This is a program that has been created and run by an obesity specialist and a recognized expert. And yes, I am talking about myself. Can you allow me to boast just this once? So if you do need that help, you know that you can reach out. Okay. And then the third part of my suggestion. So my advice, so I, my first one was to book a separate medical appointment. My second was to suggestion on how you can open up that conversation. And the third is to really understand where you need help. Now, here's why I say this. A lot of times when I talk to clients who finally find their way to our program to get help, they tell me they've tried talking to their doctor and their doctor's suggestion was that they should speak to a dietitian. I'm going to be really careful about this because I love dietitians. In fact, like our coaches are dietitians. They're registered dietitians and they're amazing. However, if you do not have a nutrition knowledge gap, my suggestion is that a dietitian is not necessarily what you need. Okay. So this seems to be the usual route. It seems to be what a lot of doctors know to do is, oh, you're having trouble with your weight. Let me send you to a dietitian. And this stems from that belief that weight is managed by making changes to your diet, right? Another suggestion they may make is, oh, have you worked with a personal trainer? Have you joined a gym, right? Always stemming back to, if you could just eat better and exercise more, you would not have this problem. Here's my issue with this. Dietitians are really amazing on understanding nutrition. And if you have a nutrition gap, like you just have no idea, you've never looked into food, you never got educated on food, that's totally possible. You need to speak to a dietitian, learn a bit. That's great. But if you already know what you should be eating and you are not doing it for some reason, then you do not need a dietitian. You need someone who is an expert in habit change and psychology. Okay. Right. If you already know, like you restrict and you're like, you're obsessed with clean eating and then you binge, you need more than a dietitian. You need someone who knows how to implement change. And this is, I feel like this is my core messaging is that most people don't have nutrition knowledge problems. I know the women who come to me like a lot of them would tell you, I could write the book on nutrition. I know everything about nutrition. That is not the problem. Behavior change and psychology and what gets in the way? What is at the root of why you are not doing what you want to be doing? That is the issue. Okay. So what do you want to, what do you want to look for instead? Someone who can help you with that is someone who has 
familiarity with some of the psychotherapeutic techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT, acceptance and commitment therapy, which is ACT, and dialectical behavioral therapy, which is DBT. So this is usually a psychologist, a therapist. Now, let me just add a second layer to this challenge is that a lot of therapists don't specialize or don't help with the eating side. So they might help with mental health. They might help with anxiety and depression and using CBT and ACT and DBT for that, but they can't help you with disordered eating. Enter my program. (laughs) This is why I made Best Weight because even I was having trouble finding people to refer our patients to. So we would have patients and I could do the medical side way back when I didn't know all this stuff. And we had dietitians who could do the nutrition side. And then we didn't know where to send people when they didn't know how to implement the nutritional information, right? When knowledge doesn't become action, firstly, it's useless. But secondly, where do we send these people to? We would try to find therapists and a lot of therapists would be like, no, I don't touch the food side of things. I don't do the eating. So that's why we created Best Weight. Okay. Now, Coming back to understanding where you need help. So really understand, do you need nutrition knowledge or do you need help implementing? Number one, if you're help, needing help moving more, right? You look into a personal trainer or look into joining a gym, but don't do it as a treatment for obesity because it's not going to be the treatment for obesity. It is great for your health. Do it. I encourage you to. I love exercise. I'm a huge fitness fanatic, um, but move because it's great for your body and that's it. Take it out of the weight loss equation. If perhaps you're struggling with depression and your depression is preventing you from goal setting and following through on your lifestyle goals, you actually need help managing your mental health first and then addressing obesity, right? And it's possible that your doctor, when you have this conversation, you allow enough time is going to be able to figure this out with you that like, okay, maybe you don't really need a dietitian. You already know enough knowledge. Maybe you need someone who can help you with making change. Maybe you don't need a personal, like maybe they can work all that with you, but I'm just saying Have a think yourself first before you get to the doctor's office, because listen, you know yourself best. You are the expert on you and you're going to be in a better position to actually get the right support. Because what I don't want is for all of you to listen to this and then go to talk to your doctor. And then your doctor's go-to is, oh, let me send you to the dietitian as part of our clinic. And you're like, "Mm, I've done dietitians. I already know what to eat. I kind of understand nutrition. It's not really what I'm needing. And then you're kind of left feeling, well, well, I tried what Dr. High said. She told me to go talk to my doctor or my doctor sent me to a dietitian and now I'm no further forward, right? So that's not what I don't want. I want you to think about what you're actually needing and what's the support that you actually need if you need to make some changes in, in your life. And maybe you already know all that stuff. You're already you kind of nailed the lifestyle side and you really just need to be talking about medical treatment then that's another conversation and a discussion around, are you looking at anti-obesity medications or are you looking at bariatric surgery? Okay. But I will tell you from a lot of experience, we do need to also bring in the behavioral and the cognitive supports. All right. Now let me turn my attention for a second to our physician listeners. I love you all. You are all doing amazing work with your patients. And I by no means want any family doctor who's listening to think that I think all family doctors have weight bias and all family doctors are just telling their patients to go to dietitians. I know that you are all doing such great work and you are such partners in treating our obesity epidemic. And I also know that sometimes you may still feel uncomfortable addressing weight and obesity. So I want to help you out with that because I know that sometimes physicians are well-intended and they don't want to offend. They don't want to bring up weight because it's you're offending their patients. And yet from the action trial, we know that more conversations need to be happening. So how do we have those conversations? Well, here's how I, but not just I, how the obesity guidelines would recommend that you address obesity. The key is to ask for permission. 
So you are asking permission to discuss a person's weight rather than imposing your agenda on them. And this kind of goes through all medicine, right? That we don't want to impose our agenda on our patients, but we're working collaboratively with our patients. So an example could be, would it be okay to discuss your weight today? Or you could say, do you have any concerns about your weight that you'd like to discuss? And patients are allowed to say no. That is the key. If they say no, that's totally fine. You do not need to push it on them. You don't need to tell them how this is leading to other health complications. And the whole reason that they're coming in with this is because of their weight and bring everything back to weight. That is weight bias. If someone comes in with knee pain, we don't always have to bring it back to weight. Someone comes in with abdominal distension and bloating, it doesn't come back to their weight. We need to be really careful that all medical concerns don't get related back to a person's weight because then we're not seeing the person. We're not seeing their issues. We're just seeing the weight. And that is where bias and stigma comes in. Okay. And if a patient is willing, so if you ask for permission and they're like, you know what? I really would like your help. I'm struggling with this. Your role is to provide a little bit of education. And here's how I suggest that conversation goes. You can say something like, you know what? Obesity is not simply a matter of willpower and it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's actually a chronic medical condition and there are effective treatments available. Would you like to talk about that? So simple. You don't have to go into the biology of the disease. You don't have to do like I do and talk about hormones and the brain and like the gut brain axis and all this stuff. Some patients might like that, but you don't need to. You can just say it's not your fault. It is a disease and there's a treatment. There are effective treatments available. And in so doing, you can go a long way in healing some of the hurt that your patients may have experienced at the hand, experienced at the hand of medical providers. Because we as a medical community have been part of stigmatizing our patients and have been part of isolating people and making them feel ashamed that they did this to themselves when they in fact did not. All right, so that is how to bring up the conversation with your doctor. And for the doctors in the crowd, I have shared some strategies to open up a conversation with your patients that hopefully makes everyone feel well supported and like you are collaborating together. Next week, we will talk about the investigations and the blood work that may be part of, of an obesity assessment. And then the week after that, I'm going to go through the pillars of treatment. All right, now, if you have found any of this helpful, I have an ask of you. If you have overweight or obesity, I would like you to book a call with me or my team at sashahighmd.com so we can help you. I would love for you to stop dieting, and I would love instead for you to get the effective multidisciplinary help that you need inside our program, Best Weight. And if you have loved ones with obesity, please share this episode. Let them know that you are learning that obesity is a medical condition, not a lifestyle choice, and that these podcasts are helpful. And finally, can you please go to Apple or Spotify and leave me a nice review so that we can get the word out and help more people. All right. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.